Good afternoon. Welcome to Wednesday's Inside Look by Brooks. I'm joined by my co-host, Beach Brooks III. How you doing today, Beach? Doing pretty well. Just enjoying the cooler weather. How about you, Steve? Oh, I absolutely love it. This is my favorite time of year. Uh, makes Florida such a great place to live. October through, like, you know, March, is, Florida is unbeatable. So uh, today we wanted to talk about, first of all, our our fall scholarship. Um, we do a scholarship twice a year. Um, and the fall one, the deadline is coming up December 3rd. So any high school student in the state of Florida or a potential college student or existing college student can apply. Um, and I think the topic this time is distracted driving more than texting. Am I correct? So that's correct. You know, we talk about a lot about distracted driving. In my opinion, distracted driving is like the new DUI. And, it, and it's primarily caused by texting um, and sometimes by phone use. But, you know, if you're in a car, an 8,000 pound car going 60 miles an hour and you look down for two to three seconds, you've just gone a football field. And you didn't see what was happening during that, you know, 100 yards or 300 feet you just traveled. A kid could run out in front of you. A car could have pulled out in front of you. So that's why a lot of accidents are happening. And distracted driving is a real, real problem. But, you know, normally when we talk about it, we talk about it in terms of texting. The scholarship is more about, tell me some other ways that distracted driving happens. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to distracted driving, obviously that, like you said, that includes texting, but there's many other ways that drivers can be distracted. I know GPS is, you know, not so many people use the actual GPS devices anymore. It's more on your phone. Um, those can be very distracting as well as passengers. I mean, just talking to other people in the vehicle, stuff happening in the car, kids roughhousing in the back where you're trying to get them under control. All of that is distracted driving. It's taking your attention away from the other vehicles and the other drivers that are on the road. And all of them can lead to, you know, can have deadly consequences. So at the end of the day, just be smart while you're driving. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, you know, I think that COVID has totally accentuated or accelerated distracted driving beyond texting. And, and what I mean when I say that is drive-through service has grown dramatically because a lot of restaurants and coffee shops closed the inside service. So everybody went to drive-through. But when you're driving through and getting a sack full of food or a, you know, a, a cardboard thing full of coffee and drinks, um, and you're doing all that while you're driving, that that's a recipe for danger. So you know, that's one thing that I think of when I think of non-texting type of distracted driving. And again, those, you know, drivers um, aren't familiar a lot of times with where they're driving to when they're delivering the food or delivering the coffee. Uh, so they're taking their eyes off to the GPS. And I think, you know, that's one scary status I heard one time where one out of every four drivers on I-4 have never driven I-4 before. So... They're constantly don't know where they're going. They're looking at the, you know, the uh, theme park attractions or they're looking at their GPS, which once again, all just takes your concentration and eyes off the road. So um, there's many forms of distracted driving other than just texting. 
And, and you know, what you said about I-4 is so true. And that's why I-4 is one of the deadliest highways in the country um, is because it's full of unfamiliar people looking at maps and GPS and all the stuff that tourists do. You know, one of the things that we teach here in the law firm is we teach our, our teammates, our colleagues in the, in the firm to set aside time. We call it do not disturb time to get their deep thinking work done. We actually have signs, you know, people put up, do not disturb. Because we found in studying this that if people are constantly answering questions to their coworker who's walking by or constantly responding to emails, it once you are distracted from your work, and let's say a coworker comes by and, and asks you a question, it takes you literally a couple of minutes to get unfocused from your interaction with your coworker back to your work and like, what was I working on and what was my train of thought? And so you lose some real productivity there. Well, the same thing applies to uh, when you take your mind off driving and look to, you know, a piece of a French fry that fell on the floor or, you know, the GPS or, or whatever is happening. It takes time for you to refocus on driving when you move back to being, you know, paying attention as a driver. So it's not just the time you're looking away, it's that re-acclimating to driving that is really important. Yeah, and I know we've probably have all done it before in the past where you're driving and then you're driving, let's say home, and it's a route you know often, and then all of a sudden you've been driving for two or three minutes and you're like, I don't even remember making the turn, I don't remember, because you're just distracted or thinking about something else. Um, and at the end of the day, that's, you know, unsafe to the pedestrians, that's unsafe to um, the other vehicles on the side of the road. And that goes right to your point of, you know, you may have done something that only distracted you for a short period of time, but it took your mind somewhere else. And it sometimes can take, as you say, up to a half minute, if not longer, to refocus on what you're actually doing, which is driving. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I remember I'm, you know, I have a, I take work home mentally. And I remember talking to some attorney about how do you turn it off? How do you not go home and think about your cases? And it seems like, you know, when I'm taking a shower at night is when all my great ideas come and I don't have any way to write them down. And I'm just always thinking about it. And so this one guy suggested that pick up a, a, a milestone, a billboard, a building on your drive home. And when you pass that billboard, um, okay, that's the time to turn off work. And now I'm going to be focused on just freeing up my mind. So I think in terms of, especially if you're in a very heavily, you know, thought type of job, engineer, attorney, doctor, you know, as you walk out the door where you're, you know, you're working, if you could have that mental image of, okay, I'm leaving work behind, I'm going to free up my mind. Now I'm going to go drive and I'm going to be home with my family, you know, that type of thing. Because it is hard for the for the folks in, in a very heavily um, thought type of profession to turn it off. Yeah, I, I get I get my best opening and closing arguments, or give my best um, arguments for a hearing when I'm driving. Because as, as I'm getting ready for the next day or in the morning driving to work, if I have something going on that day, I'm constantly rehearsing it in my vehicle. So my steering wheel has heard some of my best you know arguments <laughs> in my life. 
Um, but yeah, no, that's one thing, even though, you know, a lot of people are working from remotely, I, that's one thing I do actually enjoy about coming to the office and driving home is it gives me that time and buffer. It's funny you say that. We had an employee when we were working remotely from home who, who had a difficult time transitioning from work to home because she, she was in the same house. She, she never drove anywhere. So what she would do at five o'clock, she would get her daughter and get in her car and they would drive around the block and come back home. It was like, okay, now we're leaving work and we're coming home. So that's how she transitioned, uh, Kimberly. Um, but I thought yeah. that was, uh, that was ingenious. So in some of your cases, Beach, um, what are some of the, um, distractions besides what we've talked about if you could think of anything like gps or food or coffee or cigarettes or um i know you mentioned passengers anything else food's a big one people eating and have gone through a drive-through um you know i've had it where females were trying to put on makeup whether it be lipstick or eyeliner um had it where there's been dogs in the vehicle that have distracted uh, the driver, I've had one where uh, goes sort of back to the phone where they were actually watching YouTube videos at the time of the crash. Um, but it's amazing. It's amazing how many times, you know, you're taking someone's deposition and you realize the accident could have been avoided. They rear end our client and you're taking them and say, you know, when did you first see our client? And they say right before I hit them, even though our client had been stopped for several seconds. So it just means they were doing something and other paying attention uh, to the, to the traffic and the cars in front of them. And that's the frustrating part is a lot of these car crashes could be avoided if people just put their sole attention on driving and the other vehicles on the road. So if, if you take a deposition of the opposing driver, and for those of you who don't know, deposition is just a way for us to, um, put somebody under oath and get their statement about what their recollection of the facts are. But if, if you're deposing another driver, uh, who we allege caused the accident and they don't admit to being distracted, how would you prove that they were distracted? There's several different ways. Um, sometimes we will subpoena their phone records uh, to see if they were in fact on the phone. Uh, if there's any passengers in the vehicle, you can take their depositions as well. Um, um, sometimes there's witnesses to the crash that said, you know, I saw them eating a hamburger. I saw them putting eyeliner on. And a lot of times when you run into the back of someone, especially in rear-end collisions, it sort of speaks for itself. The car in front of you is you stopped and either you weren't falling in a safe distance or you weren't uh, paying attention. But that's that's one thing, you know, sometimes, you know, people deny that they did anything wrong. And that's why you need to get us involved is because we have the tools and the knowledge to, that we can nail down that they were in fact distracted or were not paying attention and were negligent. Or sometimes we can nail them down in a lie, which is even better because um, no one likes a liar, especially a jury. Gotcha. Well said, man. Well said. Uh, anything you'd like to add? No, I just I just want to remind everyone that um, on November 20th at 10 a.m., we are doing our turkey giveaway this year um, at our Brooks Law Group location in Winter Haven. And then we're also teaming up with the church in Tampa. Uh, so if anybody in need out there uh, needs a turkey, make sure you come early. How many turkeys are we giving away this year, Steve? Um, I think 350 in Winter Haven and 100 in Tampa. And do you have the um, the location where the Tampa 
if not, we can do it next week. Um, yeah, I don't have it right by me, but I'll be happy to give the details next week of where the location is in Tampa. But I know that's, you know, an event that we always look forward to every year as a staff is, you know, helping people in need. And I feel even though these people um, are in need and we're giving them turkey, I feel like we get so much more out of it because of just it truly is a blessing to give back to the community and help our peers. So, yeah, it, you know, it's it's an amazing day for Brooks Law Group teammates because we all love it. And it, it's like all 95 percent of our team comes out and they're volunteering their time on a Saturday uh, because they want to give back to the community. It's it's such a heartwarming event and we all look forward to it. So if anybody out there, I think it's on our website on our events page. So you can just go to brookslawgroup.com and it'll tell you when, when and where the Winter Haven is and when and where the Tampa uh, Turkey Giveaway is. So, okay, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for, for being here and co-hosting with me, Beach. And um, as always, Beach and I are open to talking to anybody who wants to dialogue, whether it's about a case or, or just anything we've talked about today. Beach's email is beachiii at brookslawgroup.com. And mine is steve at brookslawgroup.com. So feel free to, to contact us. And if, uh, if you don't have anything else, we will see you next Wednesday for Wednesday's Inside Look by Brooks. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you later.